We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Even at 5 o'clock on Valentine's Day, I've got people coming at me. Start the show. Start the show. Come on. Tommy's sitting in there waiting. Brent's been sitting in there waiting. All kinds of guys in there waiting. Glad to have you with us for another edition of IB Nation Sports Talk. It is, uh, you know, I don't know how crazy it's going to get today, but it's obviously been a, a crazy last 24 or so hours and really not even 24 hours with Jesse Styers. I'm Sean Styers. We are glad to have you here tonight as uh, we continue the saga of Andy Ludwig. But, you know, we're, we're starting at a little bit special time because it is Valentine's Day today. We, you know, we want to get in, get out, let anyone who's got some Valentine's Day plans get going, including you, Jesse. So <laughs> I knew Thank I couldn't wait for first Derek comment. He already says, please speak quieter. I am at dinner with my wife. I knew that he would come with something funny today. Everyone knows Derek doesn't have a wife. Come on now. <laughs> I think I think the true secret is that it's Vince. But I appreciate everyone being here for Valentine's Day. This is just my love for everyone else. I'm here. The show goes on. It's Valentine's Day. So I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. Hit the like button if you would. Help us out. Help out the Irish Breakdown channel. Subscribe, rate, review, all that great stuff. And, I mean, we sit here. And, you know, it's been about a week and a half since Tommy Reese left Notre Dame to go become Alabama's offensive coordinator. Marcus Freeman, you know, he's been conducting his search for Reese's replacement. And, of course, all signs were pointing pointing to Utah's Andy Ludwig to get the job. You know, Vince and I were sitting here yesterday. It's like, no new news to report. We're all just sitting and waiting. And then, boom, out of nowhere, Ludwig is staying at Utah because Notre Dame will not pay the reported $2.8 million buyout. And yes, it could have been a little bit more because there were talks that he was going to bring his offensive line coach with him, which was something that we were talking about extensively on the show yesterday. But it just makes your head hurt to, you know, to see Notre Dame decide that it's going to go shopping at the dollar store, you know, because like we didn't have the dollar store when I was a kid. But if we did, my mom would have been shopping at the dollar store because we had Kmart, we had JCPenney's, we had Sears. And the biggest name brand, you know, that could be found in my closet when I was a kid, now this is obviously before high school, but, we, you know, we had the tough skin jeans, you know, and anyone in 
in my age demo knows what I'm talking about with the tough skin jeans. It's like tough skins. Could you get more cheap? No. Uh, you know, my parents had money, but they didn't, you know, buy us the brand name stuff. You know, my first little league baseball glove was literally one of those, you know, like it was a hand-me-down from the 1950s. Literally, I'm not even joking. That, that had like the big puffy fingers and one of the, you know, the small little tiny webs on there. That's what I got to play Little League. Everything was a hand-me-down, you know, and not hand-me-down from older brothers and sisters because I was the oldest. I'm talking about hand-me-downed from generations. You know, I got the garage sale bikes, the off-brand clothes. You know, I wanted I wanted an Ocean Pacific shirt one year for Christmas. Ocean Pacific. They called them OP. It was like, you know, like the cool brand in the 80s. I got the knockoff brand from Kmart, you know. So it's like I needed a new pair of football cleats in high school one year. I wanted the new Nike Sharks. I remember that. They were Nike Sharks. They were high tops. And, you know, my mom's like, why don't you know, go get the $15 cleats from Sears, you know. And it's like, come on, mom. It's, you know, so I had to mow my girlfriend's parents' yard for a couple of months <laughs> to be able to pay off the Nike Sharks that I wanted. And, you know, like, you know me, Jess, I don't buy the cheap stuff now. I, you know, I, 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 you know, I buy a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses. My dad's like, well, I just get them, at, you know, the $10 pair at the truck stop. And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, then you go out and you either break them or you lose them within a month. You know, I've got mine, you know, I spend a little bit more money, but I've got mine years later, you know, until the screws fall out of the hinges because I pay a little bit more for the good stuff. I appreciate the good stuff and I take care of the good stuff because the good stuff is worth it. And you shouldn't have to settle for good enough if you have the means to get the good stuff. You know, parents had the cash. They just didn't want to spend it. When it's your parents, it's because, well, we say so, right? Like that's, that's, that's life with the parents. And that's basically what it is right now with Notre Dame and this Andy Ludwig buyout we all know the money's there we know notre dame has the money we know the endowment we know all that stuff they've got the cash they just don't want to spend it because jack swarbrick says so and you know they they, they want to say that they're all about the football program they want to win national championships and blah 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 it's all lip service you know if you're going to give yourself a black eye to the rest of the college football world because you know whether it's 2.8 4 million whatever the total buyout is it's it, it, it's a drop in the bucket, and it's just a horrible look for Notre Dame. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AGI a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune support system, but I hate taking pills. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, which is helping me kick my sugar addiction. In the morning before I get to work, I like getting something healthy in my body. And with AG1, I'm giving my body the nutrition it craves. It's very important for me to get my day started off with something healthy. But with my schedule, it's hard to prepare healthy meals. AG1 is a very quick way to pack my body with all that I need to jumpstart my day in a very healthy way. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it first thing every morning. Done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. It's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. Win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com irish. That's athleticgreens.com irish. Check it out. Yeah, so I was I was very on the fence uh, about this situation in particular. Uh, when I first saw it, I thought, you know, that's that is a quite a bit amount of money. Uh, you start looking at some of the top offensive coordinators in the country. Uh, Todd Monken at Georgia makes two million per year. Jim Knowles is at one point nine million. Uh, Matt House at LSU is one point eight million. And so you you factor in you know the buyout on top of what a base salary is, and that's you know roughly what some of the nation's kind of premier head coaches make. But then you brought up a lot of good points too, stating the fact that this is Notre Dame. You haven't won a national championship in a long time. You know, Notre Dame is your moneymaker and you do claim that it is, you know, the, the sport that you pride yourself on. Well, where are the results? Where is the action and the effort to, you know, put those words into action? You know, it, it's all like you were saying, lip service, action, speak, louder than words. And unfortunately, Notre Dame just decided that, you know, they weren't going to cut the check. And at the end of the day, I don't think it's reasonably fair to the fans. Um, and, you know, if they if they want to be up there as one of the premier programs in the country, you got to be able to cut checks. Sometimes you got to go after some of the big names and the top coordinators if you really want to dif- differentiate yourself from everyone else. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, like I just saw somebody say, take the Purdue Big Ten money. And it's like Notre Dame still wants to try to differentiate itself. Like they consider themselves different. You know, the whole part of the independence and and how important independence is and the whole thing. Well, if 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 you're this cheap that you can't go out and buy out the offensive coordinator from Utah's contract because of a couple of million bucks, you might as well just cash it in and go take the big check because it's just, it's it's all about the money apparently you might as well just go take the big check from the big 10 or wherever it happens to be brent by the time i got to high school i did get the levi's shrink to fits <laughs> got to high school you know there was some compromise you know but again it's like you know like back to school christmas those were the two times of year you know that i'd get a pair or two of uh, new shrink to fit levi's <laughs> jeans that was that, See, by the time you're in sport. high school, though, you're more of a consistent size. You're not everlasting, growing. Are you making excuses? <laughs> are you making excuses for your grandparents? Like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> I might be. <laughs> yeah, so it's it, it's just, 
it's just such a bad look. And I mean, you know, there's there's a guy sitting down there on the bayou right now going, see, told you so. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I was just thinking about is that's got to be a complaint or an issue that uh, the, the we'll refer to him as the gentleman down south had to run into, at, you know, at Notre Dame. And, and that it, it worries me going forward because Marcus Freeman, I think, is going to be one of the elite coaches in college football by the time it's all said and done. And in order to retain someone like him, you have to give him the resources necessary. So it does scare me going forward. You know, how many of these situations is Marcus Freeman going to put up with or deal with and just say, listen, I can go elsewhere and get, you know, the, the, the things that I want to go to go get, you know, what I want, essentially. Yeah. And that's what. Like, If you don't want coaches to treat Notre Dame like a stepping stone job you can't show the world that it's a stepping stone job. And that's that's all you're doing right now. If you're not willing, you know, to, to spend a couple of bucks to get the guy who your head coach wants, that's what you're doing. You're telling the rest of the world, this is a stepping stone. We're really not taking it that seriously. We're cheap. We're penny pinching because everyone in the world knows Notre Dame has the money to do this. They're just not willing to do it. Well, and yeah, and it makes it even more obnoxious because they're one of the only schools that has an exclusive, you know, deal with a with a TV network. Like that is so much money and revenue. And you claim that's why you don't want to leave or you know potentially join another conference. Uh, and there was lots of talk of it, you know, in the past year. And then you go and and you you penny pinch. You don't actually spend the money that you're getting, you know, compared to everyone else. That's exactly right. And you know, I can tell you. As someone who's coached, you know, and been in athletics a little bit before, you know, Jack Swarbrick obviously had a head coach in Brian Kelly who won more games than anyone else at Notre Dame. Like him, hate him, whatever he did. Well, along the way, Brian Kelly had to push for a lot of changes at Notre Dame. Some liked the changes, some didn't like the changes, some were new, you know, whatever. He got some things. There were other things that he didn't get, but, you know, a lot of things he had to fight for more than others. And we know about, you know, the chefs and the, you know, the cooking, all this different stuff, you know, that, that is what it is. But I'll tell you this, athletic directors are more than willing to take having a younger, less experienced head coach, even if it means some growing pains, like we saw this year and, you know, whatever other bumps, you know, come along with having a young coach, because, Having a young, inexperienced coach, especially after the kind of coach that you just had, who had so much experience and who was pushing back on a lot of things all the time, you take the the, the younger, less experienced coach because it means that the athletic director gets to dictate what they want even more often. And you're seeing it right now with Jack Swarbrick and, and this decision. Yeah, I would have to agree uh, with that. And it's it's something that I hadn't kind of considered. But, you know, the younger the coach, the the less experience, the less kind of, I guess you can say, uh, skin in the game that they have. You know, the, the athletic director has nothing to prove to a young head coach. And when you have someone that's maybe more experienced and more proven and they start to push back, that's going to, you know, gain the attention um, of the athletic director like you talked about. And it's just it's just unfortunate because it looked like that Marcus Freeman wanted him to be that guy with him. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, 
he had his guy, you know, and there's, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about, well, you know, this must've happened, that must've happened, whatever. I, I guarantee you just from everything that uh, our sources have told us, this was, they knew that there was going to be a buyout and, you know, when it came down to it, they decided they were not going to pay the buyout, you know, cause like I saw, you know, one uh, Notre Dame alums, you know, saying, you know, something along the lines of, well, there must be something even bigger cooking, you know, like this, it can't be just this. No, it is just this. It, it, it flat out comes down to the fact that Notre Dame didn't want to pay the buyout. There was nothing more sinister to it. There's nothing else behind it. It just is what it is. And, you know, the question now is, is it really about winning championships or is it about giving the impression that they're trying to win championships, you know, because like you've got this schedule that, you know, you've got handful of marquee names on it from year to year, but for the most part, it's pretty, pretty dumbed down. You've got max schools every year, which I could stomach as long as you're not playing FCS teams, you know, oops. Okay. That's out the window. Hello, Tennessee state, you know, home opener coming up this season. Hello, central Michigan. A couple of weeks later, you know, like the, the sellout streak ended a few years ago. Attendance has not been great. You know, there are still sellouts, but they're having a hard enough time filling the stadium. And there are empty seats in the stands at home games. You know, hello, UNLV. They're, they're putting games on Peacock. You've got, you know, a new TV contract coming up in a couple of years. The shoe apparel deal is going to expire here, and there's going to be a new one coming up soon. There's going to be an expanded college football playoff field, which, of course, makes it easier to get into the playoffs every year. You know, and of course, Jack Swarbrick helped come up with the plan as well. So is that part of the play? You know, expand the playoffs. You, you know, get the revenue field. from your games. Yeah, exactly. Get the revenue. And, you know, it's really like, well, now that, you know, the field is going to expand. It's going to be three times bigger. So we should be able to get in. You know, why do we need to spend the money? We'll just cash checks. Get in, in. Is that really out, what it's all about? Show face, make an appearance, and be okay with not, yeah. you know, making it down to the final four, the championship, and, and winning a championship. It seems like, like you were saying, that, that they're completely okay. Oh, the playoffs expanding? Great. We know we could be a top 12 team every year. We can at least be on the national stage and have everyone, you know, we're Notre Dame. They'll tune into those bowl games and we'll get our revenue off of that. We might win a game or two. And then, you know, all right, well, at least we made it. At least we got, you know, the money that we, that we wanted. And then, yeah. So to me, it's, it's the way I look at it and to put it into comparison for me, it's like what the Ricketts family has done the last two seasons with, you know, a few seasons with the Cubs, they sold everyone off. Uh, they, they have all this money that they're sitting on. They sell out their stadium every season. Yeah. Ticket prices are going up for season member, you know, season ticket holders. And yet they don't want to go out into the market and make a big move and get someone back on the books and at least give the fans something, you know, to watch for or the impression that you're contending for the World Series again after you probably underperformed and, you know, only won one World Series in a window in which you could have won multiple. So to me, that's that's the best comparison I can make in the current realm of sports. Yeah. And there is some of that at play here. You know, like I was saying, with some of the, you know, much less than marquee names that they have on the schedule. Now, there is some tiered ticket pricing, but at the same time, like they were. They were, you know, putting together these packages at the end of last season. You know, for the most part, ticket prices are still high, even if they're doing these different tiers and stuff like that. So it's like you're, you, you know, this is this is the product that you're giving. You're putting games on Peacock. You, you know, you're you're yanking your fans 
all over the place. Anthony says the flip side of the argument, the athletic director looks foolish when the program fails because he did not give the resources to help the young coach he got on the cheap. You know, I, I don't disagree with that, but the athletic director looks foolish in this case right now as well when when news gets out that they were ready to hire this guy, you know, and the reason that they didn't was because of a couple million bucks. And, you know, this is this is literally like a, a couple million bucks. It is it is just a drop in the bucket for this guy for a head coach or not for a head coach for an a coach who had been around for a long time, tons of experience, good track record, developing quarterbacks, the, the, you know, the kind of physical play background, all these different, you know, we, we talked about it yesterday, that all the, all the boxes that he checked and now it's out the door and you're back to the drawing board trying to figure out who's going to be the next guy now. And that's, I, I think that's going to be ultimately you know, what hurts the most? Because is there a chance that they go out and get someone even better or a better fit and, you know, we ne- we don't think of this again? Or is there the likely chance that they don't necessarily get the guy that they 100% wanted and someone not like, you know, Andy Ludwig? And then we're disappointed. And then we go into the season questioning whether or not, you know, can this offense get it done? da 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 da, da. You know, how is this going to affect uh, the transfer quarterback in Sam Hartman? Uh, how does this affect, you know, some of the other players, you know, on the on the roster? And so I think that's that's the biggest thing that's that's to come is this can either get, you know, a little bit better or dramatically and much worse, depending on, you know, who they end up hiring. Yep, absolutely. L- let me ask you this, because I did see this, that that this is also a bad look on Ludwig. Do you think that this is at all a bad look on Andy Ludwig, this situation? I, I guess I don't see a, a scenario where this is a bad look on Andy Ludwig. Like, uh, I, I what would his option be to to not, like, to basically break his contract so they don't have to buy it out? I guess, what could he do in this situation to make it better? Because it, it's, it's a Notre Dame problem. It's not an Andy Ludwig problem. He's already right. shown that he's, you know, that the interest is there. He wants to come here. He was, you know, potentially talking about bringing others with him. And so I think that shows his commitment. So I, I don't see this at all being on Andy Lugwood. This is purely a Notre Dame situation in my eyes. Yeah. And I mean, he's in a situation now where, you know, he's got, he's got to go back to work. He and his, in his offensive line coach at a place that he was ready to leave. And he's, he's going to stay now, you know, I guess there's different ways you can sell that, but apparently he just got a new contract recently, you know, and, and that's why the buyout, you know, is what it is right now because he had just redone his contract there. And then, you know, this all comes up at Notre Dame. And and so, you know, now big thing for Notre Dame is, is they've got to go out and uh, you know, they've got to, they've got to find somebody else. And um, there was a tweet that I saw from, uh, from a former Notre Dame player. Jonas, Jonah Gray, Jonas Gray. Did you see that? I'm looking um, for it. Yeah, I, I did here see it, it. Here it is. Former Notre Dame running back Jonas Gray Sr. tweeted this. I'm with the administration on this one. The highest paid assistant in college football makes what? Two million a year. Dishing out that 
just for a buyout seems like a stretch unless you're getting the top guy at coordinator IMO in my opinion what do you think about that see that's kind of when I when I gave some initial thoughts that was you know something that I considered um because he he does make up a, a good point you would essentially be you know doubling a salary for one year but it's it's just one year <laughs> right. so you only have to take the brunt of it for one year. It's not like you're paying this guy consistently, you know, double his salary every season, because then at that point, like I said, you'd be looking at guys. That's the kind of money that's shelled out to some of the nation's, you know, top 25 coaches. And is that a lot for an assistant? Sure. But again, we're only talking about one season. You take the brunt of it. You're going to be fine. You're going to still at the end of the day, have revenue and profit as a program. And so, it just seems like the the rich don't want to get any poorer <laughs> almost. And, you know, how can we continue to get richer? And that's, that's really what it boils down to me at the end of the day. I mean, it's literally the corporate model, you know, like you hear about layoffs and, and, and all of that stuff. And most of the time the layoffs come well before the uh, corporate bottom line is cut into, you know, they are, preemptive they're they're covering themselves because they want to keep their profits at the same level or profits have been out and uh, you know i think when you look at this right now there are any number of uh of people that notre dame could have gone to picked up the phone and had this taken care of it would have been a drop in the bucket if if a phone call i think had been made well look who's look who's sitting in and jumping in with this now. Oh man, he's even got his tie on today. It's right, dark burgundy for Valentine's Day. Smooth, Vince. <laughs> gotta, you know, got when when the when it's time to do it. I gotta step up to the plate. <laughs> I heard you might be here. I just didn't know if it was gonna happen. I know. Well, I got the reprieve for a few minutes before the the big dinner reservation. In between coming home and going out. Like this is the window. Like right now, this is the window. So it works out all right. Oh, you are you, you are at home too, aren't you? I was expecting you to to be sitting in the office. Well, that was actually going to happen. Uh, but my kid got picked up by his girlfriend's parents and oh, they're okay. off doing their thing. So I actually got to go home a little early today, which is actually nice. kind of nice. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I wanted to give you a chance, you know, since we were sitting in here yesterday, I was telling Jesse, you know, like we're sitting here. Going well, no, no change. We're just waiting, and then a couple hours later, things change pretty drastically. Obviously, so so. What do you think about this whole situation? I am shocked and yet not surprised. How about that? Like, I was in a real good place this time yesterday, Sean. <laughs> I was feeling really good about where things were, and then this kind of <clears throat> excuse me, this kind of just blew my mind. Because we've been we've been being told over and over again how you know Notre Dame's ready to step up to the plate with the coaches' salaries and all of these different things, and then all of a sudden they won't pay the buyout. Like what? What 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 are we doing? Like are we are we? And and as I say, we I'm referring to Notre Dame, right? Yeah, as, as right. a football program. Okay, are we trying to be competitive? Are we trying? to 100% support the football program or are we just kind of in it in you know where are we just here are we just here right. we are we is 10 and 2 okay is that who we want to be right that's what that's kind of what we were just saying part. like like is it good enough 
with with the playoff format expanding in a couple of years, is it good enough right. just to say, "Hey, we're in the playoff field"? You know, whatever happens after that. Apparently, that's good enough. Apparently, yeah. that's good enough because it doesn't feel like Notre Dame is willing to go the extra mile when you know when it comes to salaries and. And I don't want to say facilities because they're doing what they need to do in a facility manner. I don't have an issue with that. They the still feel part. like they're a little bit behind, yeah. but you know, okay. But they're, they're, they're in the neighborhood, right? I've seen all these videos of Colorado. It's like Notre Dame would love to have Colorado's facilities. Holy crap. Like they got sure. some serious facilities going on over there, but it's, it's frustrating. It is very frustrating that 10 and two is, is okay. Like, that's fine. We'll, we'll just be happy with that. The occasional playoff appearance, because this team is ready to win. And no matter who you bring in as OC, they're going to go 10 and two, but the game changing offensive coordinator, I don't think they're going to have, they're going to get if they're not willing to do these things. I agree. That's, and that it, it just, you're giving the wrong impression to everybody right now by making this kind yeah. of decision by, by, by saying, you know, <laughs> that, that it gets out to, and it's like, there's been a lot of, uh, I don't know. Silence is deafening. I think just kind of around some of the general. I, yeah. I would love for, and I'm not saying this is going to happen because it probably won't. I would love for another to be like, well, my bad. And they come out and they're like, yeah, we'll pay it. We're good. You know, that ship has probably sailed at this point, but yeah. they are getting hammered across the country and not just from Notre Dame fans, from national media, from all, you know, because it's just, it's common practice to to pay somebody's buyout if you want to bring them in. It's common right. practice. And I'm okay that Notre Dame wants to be different when it comes to academics, when it comes to, you know, the grant, the transfer portal. NIL. NIL, all I'm, I am actually okay with that. You know, Notre Dame standing on the moral high ground and all that. Okay, cool. I'm fine with that. It's one of the things that makes me a Notre Dame fan, if I'm being honest. Okay, I'm okay with all of that. I am not okay with refusing to pay someone's buyout at all. Not even a little bit. Notre Dame has a multi-billion dollar endowment. Two million bucks is not going to break the bank. It's ridiculous. Right, yeah, and I mean, it, it. it's not even the, you know, literally, if they had picked up the phone, they could have found 10 people oh. who would say, yeah, they, they would each have given them that much money. Absolutely. That's probably a low number. There's probably 100 people who would have. And that's you know? why that buyout is so attainable. It's so right. attainable. And it's whatever one season of right. taking a hit. It's just one year. Right. And to be honest, look, Ludwig would probably wouldn't be at Notre Dame more than a couple of seasons if he's as successful as we think he could be at Notre Dame and what that would mean for Notre Dame. Okay. But I think you, you can say that about anyone they hire. Right. Now, absolutely. Yeah. Anyone on that initial list that we talked about would have been, in the, you know, because that was one of the things we talked about. Like, do you want to hire someone who you're, you know, more confident that is going to be here in four to five years as opposed to just two to three, maybe, you know, depending yeah. on you know, success and all that kind of stuff. You got to get the best guy. And this is, this is who Marcus Freeman decided was the best guy. And he obviously talked to a lot of people, you know, yeah. and just uh, not just the ones who leaked out there. Just brutal. Vince brought up the point of, you know, what does this do down the road for someone like Marcus Freeman? Like if these things continue to happen, 
Does it make you worry that he's just going to say, you know what, I'll go to a place where they're going to let me make the decisions that I want to make and, you know, not be kind of limited by something that I know that that that's there. Like Notre Dame has the money. They're, they're probably one of the top schools in the country when it comes to money. So does it scare you that this could potentially keep happening and what that means for Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame? Of course it does. Because right now, look, Notre Dame gave him his shot at being head coach, right? And he's going to use that for all that it's worth. And that's fine. I have no problem with that. But if he keeps getting turned down for the guys that he wants, eventually he's going to say, well, how do you expect me to be as successful as we need to be at Notre Dame? How, if you're what we proclaimed is how successful we want to be. If you're not going to support me and do the things that we need to do, then I'm going to go elsewhere. And there's plenty of SEC schools or whatever that would be more than happy to have Marcus Freeman as their head coach eventually when that time comes, right? Because they're going to be able to see the football side of it. They're going to see the recruiting side of it. They're going to see all the wonderful things that Marcus Freeman does. And they're going to be like, yeah, come on down here where you're not going to have that issue of buyouts and recruiting and academics and all of those different things. There's a reason Brian Kelly left. I was going to say, we were all happy the, that he did. literally the exact pitch, you know, that, you know, LSU made to Brian Kelly. We look, I will be the first one to admit I was happy that he went, but there's a reason that he went. He didn't feel he could take Notre Dame to the next level. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. And Whenever if stuff like this, this happens, it yeah. proves him right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you know that there were more things like this, you know, not every little thing, you know, that Brian Kelly was was trying to pound the table for got out. You know that there were more, you know, there were hits sure. and misses on the whole thing. And and you know, there was there was some, you know, some tug of war toward the end on on things, you know, that obviously he let the world know about that he wanted that he didn't get. How big a priority that actually was, I don't know. But you know, it was it was going on. And again, you know, Vince, I talked about this before you got in. We're like, you know, like Jack Swarbrick as the athletic director. Like sometimes, you know, you're willing to take a, a younger, less experienced coach, sure. even if it means some of the growing pains versus someone like Brian Kelly, who, you know, you're going to have the tug of war, you know, like you're going to you're going to take the guy who you're going to win more of those battles with than not, you know, Absolutely. like. You're, you're going to be willing to deal with that for a while, I think. Sure. No quite, no doubt about it. And I saw somebody say today, they actually came up to me in my office. They're like, well, it's pretty clear they don't want to pay for anything because they brought in Marcus Freeman. They knew that he'd be cheap since he was a first-year head coach. And they're not buying – they're not, you know, paying, the, you know, Ludwig's buyout. And 
They're just not willing. They just want to win on the cheap, and that's all they want to do. Well, it's kind of hard to disagree with that for the most part. And I have to say, I was intrigued and I was happy with the way things went down when Marcus Freeman became defensive coordinator. And they were told, hey, it's a blank check, whatever. We'll get him over here. And then they do this. Right. Like it, it just feels it's not a consistent message. That's for darn sure yeah. at all. Well, like if you remember Neil Ivey, that press conference when, when Neil and Jack Swarbrick were sitting there when they introduced her and they, I think salary came up and, you know, basically they tried to lowball Neil Ivey right away. And Jack said at the press conference that she, she negotiated up from where they started, which there you go. Her credit is great, but you know, they exact same thing, you know, like when they figure out who Mike Bray's replacement is going to be, there's all this talk about Porter Mosier, and Porter Mosier shot it down. You know, it's another one of those reports that came from whatever Twitter account, I think. But at the same time, like, are, are you going to have someone with that kind of stature as Porter Mosier, or are you going to get a young guy coming out of the MAC someplace, or you know the you know the MAC, you know the Double A's MAC in the middle, or wherever it you know the Mid Atlantic, whatever it happens to be. Like, is that? Who you're going to end up with some, you know, even like Mike Bray was, was to that extent a little bit, even though he was a little bit older, but still he was coming out of Delaware. Sure. So like, what are they, what are they going to be willing to pay for that? Because they do still have that going on as well. Oh yeah. It's been flying under the radar because of all the football stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, but it also doesn't, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to defend him, but it also doesn't help that they've let, that basketball program and the interest in the men's basketball program get to where it is because oh, that's sure. an annual revenue loss that's going on as well. Absolutely. No, for sure. But there's no excuse on the football but side. But he let it get to that. There's no yeah, excuse guys, on the football side. Do you think there's any side of this that involves that Schwarbrick just didn't like, you know, maybe something to do with Ludwig and, and, and that it wasn't really the money? Or do you think it's definitely 100% the buyout? Like, is there any other things that – Schwarbrick might have not been on board with. I mean, I don't think any of us will ever know that unless Jack Swarbrick tells <laughs> it's us. True. I mean, and I don't also know, I also don't know how much Jack knows about football. Like, what could he have possibly been upset about when it comes to this particular hire, I guess. That's true, too. It's not really his you know, kind of place. You're, you right. kind of leave that decision up to your head coach and say, hey, go yeah. find the guy that you want and we'll make it happen. But unfortunately, he didn't follow through 100% with that. Yeah, exactly. So now it's, you know, again, it's back to the search process. And we'll we'll touch more on that. And I think Brian and Ryan touched on that a little bit today. But it sounds like they could be looking – they're, they're, it's definitely not just going to be the same list. Like there are going to be other guys to the list, including Alex Atkins was a name I think Brian brought up from Florida State. Uh, but but guys with offensive line coaching in their background now as well, because that's another part to this equation. Like if you stay internal, obviously, you need both an offensive line coach and a quarterback coach. If it right. ends up being Jared Parker, you need – you need both of those. So now if you get, you know, an, an offensive coordinator with line experience, you obviously still need a quarterback coach. If you get the, you know, the quarterback, you know, like Ludwig was going to be, you still need 
an offensive line coach. So you've still got to you've still got to make at least two hires, regardless of oh, who yeah. it ends up being, whether it's internal or external. I I'm I'm quickly reading what uh Brian put on the message board at 525. So like a okay. little more than 10 minutes ago. Okay. And I, I probably can't share everything that's on there because it's a message board that people pay into. He doesn't want so everything. It's, yeah. It's yeah. new information. Share what uh, you can. But this thing what what this thing was bungled by the administration. I'll just put it that yes. way. Uh without jumping into the details. <laughs> This is not on Marcus Freeman by any stretch of the imagination. No, there are things I know that I'm not saying, you know, right. based on conversations earlier today. Yeah, and I think so, that's what he just so. put into this post is my guess. Yeah. Uh, but this is unbelievable to me. I mean, yeah, it, it's the whole like the meme. You had one job like <laughs> you had one job and they effed it up. And it's just mind blowing to me that this is the case. And so very disappointing from multiple angles, uh, for sure, for sure. Very disappointing. And even after that was done, it's even more disappointing, uh, from the other angle of, they just didn't want to pay the buyout basically is what it comes down to. Somebody just brought up Matt Patricia and I'll just say that (laughs) one Matt Patricia is a defensive coordinator. Did you watch the new England Patriots at all this season? It was horrible. Like I I can't remember who, but it was someone I believe on the NFL network or who was talking about, you know, it was, this was after the season, like talking to players, it might've been Peter Schrager from, from the NFL network, but he was talking about like, like when, things weren't working for the Patriots offense. Like players would go to the sideline and be like, you know, like this, this, you know, whatever the game plan was, this isn't working, you know, like what's plan B. And it's like, they literally had no plan B, you know, like you talk about adjustments and things like that. That was a totally lost offensive staff this year. So yeah, you would not, you would not want Matt Patricia as your offensive coordinator. That was a very failed experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Hard pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. Vince, I know you've got uh, Valentine's plans. Jesse is going to have some coming up here as well. So we're going to keep it moving. All right. uh, Second to rapid fire. You and and your wife have a good time tonight. Thank you. You gentlemen have a wonderful time uh, with your wife and your girlfriend, right? That's where we'll still where we're at with that one, Jesse. (laughs) Yeah, that's still where we're at. All right, my time to step up to the plate there, but I keep my opinion to myself. <laughs> you guys have a great Valentine's day. day. It is Valentine's Day, right? Say it. Too typical. <laughs> see you guys. All right, see you, Vince.
it's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 